welcome back, folks, to the footyjumpers.com podcast. My name is Rob, and with me is my co-host, Lockie. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another and last for this season episode of the footyjumpers.com podcast. Yes. So that's awesome. right, the very last one. And uh, so, yes, we're up to the Oots Grey Western Bulldogs. So yes. quite, quite a bit older than the last club we were looking at, about oh, – yeah, well, yeah, <laughs> yeah. They've been uh, exactly a hundred years older than the Eagles. Um, yeah, yeah, they uh, started a very long time ago. Yeah, when when did they start? So it was that eighty? Well, eighteen eighty-seven. Yep, dogs. Yeah. Uh, they became a footy club eighteen eighty-seven. Then, not long after that, uh, eighteen eighty, they actually changed their name to Prince Imperial because. The guy who was the Prince Imperial, which was like second in line, like like the son of the king of France, he died in the Zulu Wars. And so they changed their name to Prince Imperial in recognition of him. And then <laughs> they changed it back to Footscray in 1882. Yeah. And I get the impression they changed it back because other clubs were starting to talk about, well, maybe if the name Footscray is not being used, we might username Footscray. So they went, no, hang on, no, 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 we're Footscray. We're Footscray. So, yeah, so they are. And then in 1997, they changed their name to the Western Bulldogs. Mm, The Western Bulldogs. So to represent the suburbs of. uh, The West. Melbourne, yeah, suburbs of the West. (laughs) So when. Well, I guess let's just get straight into the start. What were they wearing? What colours? Well, yeah, okay. So like a lot of clubs, the Bulldogs wore blue and white hoops. Uh, They wore those for the first six years where it was just blue and white hoops. Uh, 1883 is the first noted time where they uh, added red caps to their blue and white hoops, and that was in recognition of the Footscray Rowing Club. Uh, They'd won, I believe it's three of the, they have to have a rowing competition. It was the Clark Cup, and they'd won it three years in a row. And so in recognition of this, uh, the Footscray Football Club started wearing uh, red, Mm -hmm. well, just caps at that point. But, uh, yeah, so that was how they were known. And then... In 1886, uh, that was a big year in their history. They got invited to join the VFA. A condition of the VFA was that they had to have a certain number of members. I think it was 90. But when they merged with the cricket club, that meant two things. That meant that, A, they then had 90 members so they could join the VFA and they could also start using the Western Oval uh, because – that was a ground that had uh, a fence around it so you could charge to get in because that's important to the VFA. And the other thing with that is they added, they, they got new jumpers made for the first season in the VFA and they were red, white and blue hoops. So that was the wow. first time they actually wore red, white and blue all together. So, yeah, 1886. Sorry, did I say eighteen seventy? 1887, I said 18, meant 1877 is when they started. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So, yeah, 1877 they started. 1886 was when they had the uh, the VFA, entry into the VFA. Mm. So and blue, blue, red and white the whole way through. 
Uh, well, yeah, from the VFA days, correct. Yeah. yeah. So they've um, 1887 is when they, that like basically they had one year in hoops and then the mm. next year they went to red, white and blue stripes. It, uh, so it seems relatively um, complex for the times, the jumpers that they're wearing in the late 80s, 1880s. I don't know. I th- um, compared to well, some of the other ones where it's it, just one colour or, you know, not much going on or just a sash over the top to distinguish or braces or something like that. But it seems like it just yeah, feels like I, Footscray had a bit more going on in there. Well, I guess they had to do something. Realistically, them and St Kilda around the same era both adopted three-coloured stripes. Mm. Uh, so that's, uh, I guess, something that they were able to do, you know, with the uh, – uh, the lace-up jumpers that perhaps would have been a little more difficult with a knitted jumper to change the colour of the wool three times, but yeah. with the with the lace-up jumpers that was something they were able to do. Uh, it would have been something like painting them, or uh, you know, it wouldn't have been a dye, so it would have been something that was physically added to the canvas to make them those colours. Uh, mm-hmm. I know that. They they just wore red, white, and blue in equal stripes for the first couple of seasons or first three, and then after that they had a a blue canvas lace up, and then it would have a red stripe, and then you know a, back to blue, and then another white stripe. Oh, sorry, a white stripe, then back to blue, then another red stripe, back to blue, then another white stripe. So there was like less red and white stripes than there were blue. Mm. On the on the jumpers, uh, so they did that for a few years, and then in 1894 they did go to a sash, and so they initially wore just a like a red and white thin stripes on a sash, which from a distance looked pink, and so there's records of them saying they want to get out of that and into something that looked more red, white, and blue. So then. The next two seasons, they wore a, the blue jumpers with a red, white, and blue sash. And then then 1898, they actually wore red jumpers with a red, white, and blue sash. Um, oh, wow. Yeah. So that jumper, 1898, is red with a red, white, and blue sash. And then every year that they wore that, 1898, 1890, and 1900, they won the VFA Premiership. Wow. Yeah. So they're doing quite a lot never made its way into heritage round. Yeah, that is a pity. Yeah. Yeah, they were doing they were doing quite a bit with the sash in the early days, weren't they? Well, that's the thing. They they never seemed to settle on it. They never seemed to uh stay with the one design. Mm. Um it would have been know, would have been really cool if they did keep that ninety six, ninety seven sash. Like imagine a modern club with the sort of History of Essendon or Richmond in regards to the sash, except it's got a multicolor sash. Yeah, absolutely. Really interesting, but too bad they didn't stick with it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, and well, I, they, I think they, the gun. Mm-hmm. I was going to say about uh, you know if they needed a red clash jumper. Yeah, there's a perfectly good red clash jumper with a great heritage and history. Just sitting there waiting to be used, but yeah, there never is, graced us. Yeah. That's a shame. Yeah, it's same. nice. And then they started changing to, I suppose, more of what we know 
in the turn of the century. Well, right? yeah. Well, that's exactly right. For the new century, which in those days started on the first year of the century. So they regard the 1900s as starting at 1901 back mm-hmm. in those days. However, so for the new century, they had a competition and the the public were all invited to put in submissions and they had a number of entries for designs for the new Footscray jumper and they were going to get made by a local knitting mill and everything was going to work out. And, uh, yeah, they came up with a design which is royal blue with a red and a white band. And that is what they wear today. Now, they've changed <laughs> it over the years, however, but um, probably three real changes to the jumper over the journey. But... Um, Having said all of that, I don't think the winner of the competition was anyone from the public. I think it was actually just the jumper that the executive had already put up themselves. So, so yeah, something's so, changed. Uh, some say the same. Seems like the uh, public competition for designing AFL jumpers was still the same back in the day as they are today. Yeah, I think so. Pretty much. Yeah. This is what <laughs> we're going to wear. We're going to let you think you have a saying it, but actually, yeah. we're going to use this. Oh, yeah, that's so right. we'll, uh, we'll put your design on the fridge in the club rooms. <laughs> Something like that. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, so anyway, that's the jumper that they started wearing in 1901, and they wore that uh, with a measure of success in the VFA and wore it right up until 1924 when they left the VFA, and then they joined the VFL in 1925. Oh. So and so, what was the process with that? With joining, why? I suppose why in general? What was background well, context yeah, changing? That, well, and- realistically, when the VFL was started, the clubs from the VFL in eighteen ninety six, Footscray were realistically more successful than a number of those clubs. Certainly, St Kilda and Carlton at the time, and so. Footscray were always the club that should have been in the VFL, but I think they were seen as the outer suburbs of Melbourne and also uh, it was difficult to get there. You know, it was two Mm. trains because, well, there were no cars in 1896. So everyone went to games on a train and that includes the players. And so... uh, so Footscray was all the way out in Footscray, whereas Carlton was down the streets and Kilda had a train line that ended at the footy ground. And so, yeah, because of that, they um, – and, you know, Junction Oval was in pretty good nick. So mm. they wanted to keep St Kilda and Carlton. Then it came time for the expansion, 1908, and effectively they took Richmond over Footscray uh, because of Punt Road Oval being close and – Richmond being reasonably good, um, and they wanted university because of the connections that the VFL executive had to the university football club, who were in the amateurs, you know, mm. like what we would today call the the, the amateur competition. Uh, so they then joined the VFL. So really, Footscray was always the one that should have been in based on merit, yeah. but we kept missing out. And so in 1925, when they expanded, uh, they added – Footscray, North Melbourne, and Hawthorne. And, yeah. yeah, and so yeah. that was uh, that was how they got the gig. You know, realistically, they should have got the gig back in, uh, well, 1897, yeah. really. But yeah. even then, 1908, they 
yeah, as I say, they kept missing out and uh, yeah. they came in in 1925. Yeah, no, right. And then, so they didn't really change when they entered, though. It was just sort of the same look as uh, before. Well, in the, in the early 1930s, sort of the, I guess, as clubs were coming out of the Depression, well, during the Depression, they were all wearing the exact same jumpers year to year. So yeah. it wasn't like this, you know, like we get today where you get uh, here's your home jumper, you get two of those because you might have a blood rule, here's your mm-hmm. clash jumper, here's your Indigenous round jumper, here's your heritage slash retro jumper. There, there was one jumper and that was it. That was your jumper. And then at the end of the year, they generally, they cleaned them, they put them into a cupboard and then they brought them back out again next year and you wore it again the next year. And so if there was a rip in it or if the collar had come off, bad luck, you, yeah. you had a jumper without a collar. So at the end of the Depression, when you know clubs started to get a little bit of money, one of the things they did was bought new jumpers. And that's when we start to see, well, all you know, so many of the clubs change their design, some a lot, some a little. Um, South added the V, Hawthorne added the, well, they went to the mustard pot, Look, uh, North Melbourne went to stripes, and Footscray went to well, this almost back like they tried to sort of go back to the stripes that they had, which was blue with red and white stripes, and then they also added a red and white yoke to it as well. So it was a real candy cane sort of, yeah, barber pole type look to it. Um, yeah, they only had that the one season. And there was a group of people that were involved in basically hijacking the project. As I mentioned, footy jumpers used to go to the dry cleaners at the end of the season, and then they would not only give them a proper cleaning, but then they would fold them all nicely, and then they'd be ready to be – then they'd be put away ready for next season. Mm. Uh, What happened was there was a group of Footscray people that like a – uh, what do you call them, a coterie group that got involved and yeah. they arranged for the dry cleaners to shrink the footy jumpers. And <laughs> so when they came back to the footy club, they were all basically the size of what would be the Little League jumpers today. <laughs> and so that was deliberate. How I know of this story is uh, my mum's uncle, who ended up becoming the vice president of Footscray, was actually involved in that group and was part of the <laughs> the people that arranged it. Um, if you want to look him up, his name was Hubert Harris. He's no longer with us and therefore can't be embarrassed by the story. But uh, it's a story he used to tell at Christmas uh, that, yeah, that basically they hated these 1935 jumpers and... Um, that they wanted them destroyed. They and then they the first opportunity was to ruin them at the dry cleaners. They mm. paid the dry cleaners to uh, basically they bought the new kit of Footscray jumpers for the thirty six season, yeah. and uh, that was that was the dry cleaner said, "Oh look, I'm so sorry. Here's a new kit of Footscray jumpers," and they were the old design <laughs> from nineteen oh one to twenty to thirty four. Yeah, it's 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 so f- interesting that change in thirty five though, it's such it's so different. It's it's and, uh, it's a unique look. 
<laughs> yeah. And also just the time frame of it too. Like you're 30 years, 35 years into a certain look of your club and then <laughs> you change it all up and then it's back to back to how it was in the, after that one year given given oh, some I think intervention. That was, yeah. Well, that was very much a, a thing at the time, you know, um well, as I say, a, a lot of clubs were coming out of an era of wearing a particular design. And so, you know, now that we're getting new jumpers, what can we do to improve them, make them better? Uh, so, you know, Hawthorne changed theirs, South changed theirs, St Kilda changed theirs, uh, North Melbourne changed. Melbourne actually started wearing the yoke in that era. Mm. So Melbourne just used to be a red band across the middle. And uh, you know, on a sort of a thicker thing around the collar, but yeah, so it was just an era where clubs were adopting was new jumpers. So you might as well make a little splash and yeah, change them up a little, uh, change them up a bit. Um, yeah, Hawthorne's mustard pot was certainly a look. It certainly brightened things up, but uh, I guess they all got. Soiled by the Glen Ferry mud to the point where they thought, "Now let's just go back to brown." <laughs> yeah, that's right. Um, so they kept. So then, obviously, after the intervention, they reverted back to how they were designed. So that was pretty steady up until what was it forty four, nineteen forty four? Well, yeah. So forty four, they had to get new jumpers made for that season. Uh, what they found was that, you know, and now we're in World War Two, and mm. the largest supplier of royal blue dye was from Germany. We didn't Uh-oh. trade with Germany. <laughs> so what they did was they went with what they could get, and that was navy blue. And so they wore the same jumpers again. They just wore them in two seasons. In 1944 and 45, they wore these dark blue jumpers. Then... When 1946 they could get the royal blue again, they went back to those jumpers and then wore them right through basically until Colour TV, which was 1975. Wow. And then so, yeah, what did so they do the, with that? All right. So in 1975, well, it was 1974 really, they tested Colour TV and they, the report was they came back to Footscray and said, look, the red and the blue bleed together and it looks a mess. You're going to have to change your jumpers next year and you're going to have to put white on the either outside of the red band. And so that's why the red band sits in the middle of the two white bands was basically because the colour TV couldn't pick it up properly. Really? So yeah, that was a so, fourth So change. that was... Yeah, so that was seen as the best option than mm. uh, yeah than just the red band on the top, and it was going to be more distinctive. They wore that. They they sort of expanded the band a little bit later. Nineteen eighty just made it a bit wider, but then uh, ninety seven they changed their name to the Western Bulldogs, and then they also added the Bulldog logo to the front of the jumpers, and so. Uh, some people have called that the Robo Dog, but then that stayed on the jumpers until 2011. So, what was going on in at this time? Like, why, for those who don't, I suppose, have much context of why are we changing to the Western Bulldogs from Footscray and why are we getting the jumper change uh, with the logo and 
I think the perception was the suburb of Footscray didn't necessarily represent the football team Footscray and that the western suburbs of Melbourne were their their market but you know the, but they were called Footscray and so you know Footscray was more renowned for you know dim sims yeah. from what I can remember um yeah, yeah. it was a really good place doesn't matter <laughs> uh, but anyway <laughs> there so so Footscray the suburb was really not seen as representing the football club and yeah the western suburbs of Melbourne were and so that's why they went with western bulldogs they thought that would then open them up to yeah other opportunities of, of sponsorship and yeah and and be representative of all of the west which didn't have anywhere realistically you know Essendon and North Melbourne are the closest teams to them and none of them really represent the western suburbs of Melbourne right so well, yeah so that was the, the concept and yeah taking that up on them <clears throat> on themselves yeah so they added the Bulldog logo to the front, as I mentioned, that sort of lasted until 2011. And then 2012, they went back to that traditional 1901 design that uh, they still go around in today. So the other part of this is the Bulldogs. So where has that, where has that been in their history, the Bulldogs? And have they always been called the Bulldogs? Uh, is, oh, they've you know, had some... Great names. Uh, well, there's the tricolours because you know the uh, red, white, and blue. They were the uh, the men of Boulder City. They were <laughs> the men or the men of the city of Boulders because Footscray has a lot of rock. Uh, they've they've really only been the Bulldogs, and and that sort of became more of a thing after uh, the World War Two, and that was uh, the English Bulldog. And so, you know, that mm. connection to England and the English colours of red, white and blue attached themselves to the Bulldogs. Right. Um, yeah, it's, it's, it is an English connection, you know, that yeah. English. And it was primarily yeah. after World War Two, the usage That's of That's my understanding, yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah, okay. And then yeah. the first time they had the dog logo on was 97, but only lasted till... 2011, 2012, and then yeah. it was off. So it's not that long, I suppose, hey, in the scheme of... Not that long. Uh, again, it's sort of, I think, well, we'll probably see it again in years to come. You know, yeah. I think we've seen it you know, with retro-type jumpers and stuff like that, and I think it'll probably, you know, we'll see it. Uh, what, last year, 2022, they had it. This year they had that diamond one as a retro-jumper. Yeah, that diamond one was nice. Yeah. It's an interesting logo, the bulldog head. Is it supposed to be, do you know, anything else in the shape of it or whatnot? Because it's got the sort of looks distinct it was supposed. It's supposed to fit inside a diamond. And that was the, when it first came out, it was the 95, 96, I guess it's 95. They had the pre-season jumper, which became the away jumper. For ninety five and ninety six, and that had the mm. yeah, yeah that that shape, and so it sort of takes on a diamond shape. Now at the same time, Butsgray had um, ventured into the world of baseball 
which is played on a diamond, but they owned a baseball club, oh, uh, right. the Melbourne the Melbourne Monarchs. <laughs> and so there was a connection to baseball and football together and, and it corresponded with this diamond shape being used. But uh, the diamond shape left us, and, and even then they were called the diamond dogs. Like you could get a video of their highlights of the season. It was the diamond dogs. And then yeah. um, the diamond sort of left us and the, the Bulldog logo carried on. And then eventually that went away too. Yeah. And then not a whole lot changed after that from pretty much 1900. Well, they've, they've gone back to the 01 yeah. design now. Yeah, and it's pretty much Now that they've the won same. a flag in it. Yeah, now that they've won two flags in the same jumper design, uh, I'd say they probably want to keep hold of it. Uh, I think it's about time for a refresh. They're not looking. <laughs> Yeah, I, I've always said the, the long sleeve Footscray jumper is that that is the classic footy jumper to me. It looks great um, with the long sleeves, how the, the um banner goes across into the perfect line. Looks so so yeah, clean. It does. It does. And the the thing with it is well, as I mentioned, my mum's uncle was involved with the club and after the nineteen fifty four premiership, he spoke to Charlie Sutton and asked if he could buy Charlie Sutton's jumper and he was going to give him what was then a large sum of money for this jumper. And they'd been celebrating, you know, since they'd won the flag and Charlie's actually confirmed this, so don't worry <laughs> about the veracity of this story So because I've spoken to Charlie Sutton about this too. But Charlie, you know, Char well, how Charlie confirmed this is, oh, yeah, look, I can't remember that time very well but <laughs> it probably could have happened <laughs> and then he just smiled like yeah it might really have happened but uh, yeah so he was offered a sum of money he'd already given the jumper to somebody he'd given the jumper to i think it was brian dixon on the day of the grand final they'd swap jumpers and so he didn't have it and he said but i've got a key to the property room and he went to the property room and he took the his number six jumper his long sleeve jumper from the property room and for this sum of money. Well, that jumper hung at my grand in the in the cupboard at my grandparents' place. Wow. And so I would as a youngster I'd go and have a look at it and this was a you know, I mean, in the days where you didn't get game worn footy jumpers, this was mm. uh, an object of reverence was yeah. Charlie Sutton's number six footy jumper from nineteen fifty four. But um That's so cool. It was it was very cool and happy to say uh, our family were able to give that back to the club back in 2014, uh, back when there was a, uh, well, the, I guess it was 2000, I was going to say 2014, but actually it would have been 2004 was the 50-year anniversary of winning the um, premiership. And so in 2004, uh, we gave it back to the footy club, and they mm. made a nice – they got a frame for it and um, put it up in the club rooms, and I think a year later it got pinched. Oh. <laughs> so now it's in somebody else's cupboard. <laughs> but, uh, well, that's that's my understanding of it, that it's no longer at the footy club, and, yeah, yeah it's right. been West, lifted. But Western suburbs. Yeah. I make no comment. <laughs> but, yeah, so that's a shame. 
So that if you are, if you're listening and you've got the number six footy jumper from 1954, you probably want to give that back to the club. <laughs> yeah, that's it's one of them things, isn't it? <laughs> what are you going to do with it yourself? <laughs> oh, exactly. Yeah, exactly. But yeah, yeah. so that's a shame. That is a so, shame. Yeah. Well, so that has pretty much brought us to their home jumper completion, right? It's been oh, yeah. the yeah, style I mean, since 1900 that, or 1901, sorry, till mm. pretty much this year with a couple of years of With a few exceptions. Yeah, and it's, and it's funny because a lot of people will remember them from that, uh, what is it, 97 to 2011 period. And, yeah, they played in, well, they played in a prelim final, I guess, in that time. Yeah, but that's yeah. right. I think a lot of my memory of them is is in those jumpers with the bulldog logo. You know, especially all of their players, all of their guns. Yeah, you know. right. Yeah, yeah. I think Liberatorian, Scotty West, and yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. You can imagine all the guns in those Scotty West and whatnot in with the bulldog yeah. logo, and then it feels like that's their old kit, and then the newer kit is. Returning to the hoops feels yeah like right a new yeah. bit. Do you know what yeah. I mean? It's it's yeah. It's, but actually, that little bulldog is just well, a little blip, and that's and that's probably fair because at the time when they went back to him in 2012, they hadn't worn them since 1974. Yeah, so that's a long ways back. You know, you, you have to be an old time supporter to remember them fondly from 1974. Yeah. But, yeah, as I say, well, they won a flag again in those jumpers. Uh, I think that's more likely they're going to keep those mm. for uh, the foreseeable future. Yeah. Which, I mean, and I think they're, they're one of the iconic classic designs to me. Yeah, that's it. I think, I think how they've got it now is really good as well. I think also they've had like... I've noticed like little tweaks over the years of the back of the jumper where it's like mm-hmm. doing mm-hmm. weird stuff, like how they had to have the white either side of the red, but then the, the white numbers on the back mean that they had to get rid of the white on the top. That's right. The white on the yeah. bottom still. It's like <laughs> just doing yeah, jigsaw pieces. Doing? Yeah, yeah <laughs> exactly. The bands were either too low yeah. or to fit the numbers in or or they had to remove the top white part to fit the white numbers over the top of the red section, yeah. Yeah, that's right. Um, and then Because that's like with 2012 when they went back to that, they had the, the white numbers were on the red band on the back. But then initially, yeah. But then they had to shift it all down a bit because they thought, oh, that, that doesn't look great. That's right. <laughs> yeah, and the thing is that numbers are getting even lower and lower down the back of the jumpers as it is. Mm-hmm. Uh, so because now they've got a sponsor above the numbers, then you've got the numbers and then they're – well, yeah, they're just being placed further down the back yeah. than, um, than they were in years gone by. Well, so. what about – so we'll probably move over into the home jumper and we'll start with the beauty that we've brought up twice already in the – The Diamond water, Dogs. The Diamond Dogs. So it's yeah. a nice color. I like that. I like this one. Or, yeah, well, they wore it again in 2023. This is the sure, uh, yeah. retro jumper. Um, when it came out, came out in two versions, the printed and the acrylic. So like footy jumpers hadn't been wool since the 1970s. They were acrylic. And when they knitted them, they were 
a real solid diamond shape. And when they printed them, they were a rounded diamond shape. And so when mm. they wore them in the preseason, they wore the printed polyester jumpers and they were all the same. But when they wore them in the regular season games, you had some players wore them with the the rounded diamond because they were wearing the new style, the ones we wear today, you know, the acrylic, uh, sorry, the printed polyester ones, whereas some players were wearing the acrylic old school footy jumper one where it was really square, squared away, like straight lines. Mm. Um, but that's just a little thing that I picked up. So that was the yeah. 95, 96 away jumper. Um, then... Well, they for 1999, that was a weird one. They had the home jumpers, which by then they had blue collars and cuffs, yet on the away jumpers they had a white collar and red cuffs. Mm. I don't know the purpose of it, but, <laughs> yeah, they wore them in away games. Point of difference. Yeah. Only way to separate. And then... And then eventually they brought in the white away jumper, right? With the oh, yeah. so, so exactly. So two thousand seven was when the AFL mandated that every club should have a dark uniform and a light uniform. They get to choose which uniform they want to wear at home, and then if they're noted by the AFL as clashing with that home uniform, then they have to wear their clash uniform. And or their light uniform. And so for the Bulldogs, what they did was they have basically done a white-blue swap on their away jumpers. So where it's blue, they'll make it white. Where it's white, they make it blue. And that's what they've got. So, mm. yeah, so t- since 2007, their away jumpers have been uh, the opposite of what the home jumpers have been. Uh the only sort of exception to that, 2016, they had this enormous bulldog coming out, you know, the, the bulldog logo coming yeah. out the side of the jumper and then the back of it uh, was on an angle. It wasn't like straight lines or straight bands. It was uh, like a diagonal sort of a band. Mm. It was it was for no reason, just... Yeah, just because yeah. you can doesn't mean you should. Strange, isn't it? Is that is that the year they won the flag? Yeah, it is right. Yeah, yeah. Well, but then they, I think they wore this in Ballarat. The winning formula, like, this jumper. Yeah, not that one. No, but <laughs> they. Uh, I'm gonna say they wore it in Ballarat, but I'm gonna verify that because they wore it at Subiaco. Twice. There you go. And once in a they were in a final against the Eagles, which they won. <laughs> they wore it in that famous final where it's like, oh, the Bulldogs have snuck into the finals, you know, good on yeah, you boys. Yeah, yeah. Just make it up numbers. And then <laughs> they beat the Eagles in Subiaco. Uh they beat Hawthorne, who won three premierships in a row. They finished them off. Then they beat um Sid, uh, what's her name? GWS. GWS. That was in one of, Sydney. One of the greater yeah. games I've seen for a yeah. while. The finals, and then they beat the Swans in the grand final, oh, yeah. and just insane, insane run. The Bulldogs, <laughs> the Bulldogs have won the premiership. I won't say what Brian Taylor said. Wow, <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's insane. Well, yeah. So they're pretty much just still sticking to this 
format. Well, the other yeah, the other one I was that I missed during that was in oh, 20, 2013 to fifteen, the red. The um, red. and I, I still don't know how to describe. I mean, well, obviously it's red instead of blue, and you know, yeah, the red replaced the blue, the blue replaced the red, but it was um. Yeah, confronting. It mm. was, it 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 got in your face. The red one, yeah, it certainly yeah. stood out. So now, having said that, certainly served the the purpose of a clash. Um, you know, didn't blend into the background or anything like that. So you knew where the players were at all times. That's right. Is that a any call back to eighteen ninety eight? Oh look, I wish it was. And realistically, I think it'd be a great clash jumper for them, but. Uh, no, just that it happened to be one of the three colours they've got and they've yeah, already used the white yeah. and the blue. So, yeah, <laughs> so they trotted that one out and then, yeah, only for the three years. I don't think it served all that popular with the fan base, but um, who knows? You know, like the Tigers, if they'd won the premiership in that instead of the other one, everybody would have loved it. So Yeah, that's right. Yeah. But, and then Whoa. this year they've had the the really thick bands down the very bottom of the jumper. Yeah, I should mention that too. That's a different one, yeah, isn't which, it? Yeah, different. I should have just stayed a, with the regular bands. I think. Yeah, I don't. I'm not too sure what why it was required to do that change. I guess make Cash. it more coloured. Yeah. Every, everybody that's got the clash jumpers already got one, I suppose. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> Um, so I lightly mentioned that 1898 jumper. What heritage jumpers have they worn? Well, not well, heritage round, they've always had a bit of a go. Um, yeah. 2003, they, yeah, they sort of had a go at the 1935 jumper that got wrecked. Uh, they didn't use the, the yoke that that jumper would have actually had. And they also used a blue number panel that, that jumper didn't have, it just had white numbers with a black outline around them. But, uh, yeah, they, they at least um, tried to have a go at doing that um, candy cane jumper in 03. Yeah. Uh, looks close. 04 and 05. Go on, sorry. Eight, looks, looks closer to the 87, 87, 1887 jumper than it does the... <laughs> yeah, probably. Yeah, yeah, probably. It's, um, it, it's well... It's not a great look, and I think they got flogged that day too. I think Essendon, <laughs> Essendon took them to the sword. So uh, um, Lloyd might have kicked like that. 10 or something. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, yeah. Anyway, so, yeah, that wasn't a, a great day for the dogs. Yeah. And then 2004 and five, they wore the jumpers that they've really gone back to now, which at the time were a heritage design, the red and white band. Uh, 06 mm. and 07, they used their 80s jumpers. And then 2008, they went back to the 2023 jumpers that they yeah. wear today. So, I mean, yeah, they they were really wearing what then was a heritage jumper but is now their standard jumpers. Yeah, because at the time they would have been wearing the Bulldog logo. On their right. chest, right? Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah. 
the oh, robo dog. Yeah, the robo dog. Well, yeah. yeah. So it's interesting. It's yeah. I guess there's not a whole lot of different jumpers to be pulling from, but at the same time, it is. I do like that they've seemed sort of closed loop in regards to what they've done. It always seems to be their designs tied into the history, at least yeah, relatively exactly. consistently. Yeah, and exactly. Like, yeah. They only really made alterations based on that sort of information as well, it seems, which is cool. Yeah, that's right, yeah. And then we look at their preseason or promotional. Oh, the preseason. pre-season. No, no, pre-season. Oh, preseason's good. Yeah. So they, well, they started with uh, 1979 and 1980. Now, the one they wore in 1979 actually got adopted by central districts in the South Australian League. Really? And, yeah, so they wore a white jumper with a red and blue sort of GT stripe down it. And the idea was that uh, the preseason competition, they just wanted to look different. They wanted to try something new. And so, yeah, they wore this. They didn't adopt it anymore for themselves. and. Central District started wearing it, I think, the next year. And that was, uh, uh, yeah, that was that, where that one took off. Very interesting um, number panel. It was the... hard to read, yeah. I think yeah. Um, when Central's, actually, Central's wore it in that same year, 79. So there mm. you go. I thought it was uh, a year later. So, yeah, so yeah. they were wearing that design. But, yeah, blue number panel with red numbers made it difficult to read. Yeah. And yeah, and then 1980, they fixed the number panel by making it white with blue numbers. But uh, yeah, the thing on the front was very well Camberwell slash St Kilda sort of look, uh, red, white, and blue panels. Yeah, slash France, slash France. Yeah, um, slash the Netherlands at another angle. Yeah, <laughs> so, slash almost um, Luxembourg. <laughs> yeah, so yeah, um, not. Um, I mm. mean, they have done a bit of experimentation in the in the preseason competitions. They did the same in '99, where they made it a red yoke. So it was like the top half was red, the bottom half was blue, and then a white band and bulldog separated them. Yeah, uh, they did that for three years. That was their preseason jumper, and then in '02. They made it where it was the the whole of the club logo, not just the head of the dog, and uh, that sat in a well. That that was a an oval shape, and so there was like a a white oval around that that formed part of the band. It was a a weird sort of yeah look as well. One. It was it was just one of those things that somebody got good with illustrator or corral yeah. or whatever they use to make them and they thought you know what we'll do we'll we'll make a footy jumper out of this that's right someone's so, just had a look at the one from the last year and said oh yeah add, add a couple of features onto this yeah re-upload it yeah. but then and the, the same story just because you can doesn't mean you should <laughs> that's right and then they had an absolute pearler in 04 uh yeah we might agree to disagree on that uh <laughs> So Origin Energy was one of the dog sponsors and they have this, what would you call it, ochre, rust colour, orangey, Mm. bronzy something. Anyway, that's their colour. And so the dogs wore 
Origin Energy jumpers in 04 and 05. Mm-hmm. And, um, yeah, with the Origin sure. Energy, uh, the it's like five lines, but the lines mean something in terms of energy. There's some, there's, they're not just random lines. They're based on some sort of graph to do with energy, production of energy and electricity. Right. Yeah, okay. <laughs> but, yeah, Just but they like- did wear that in 04 and 05, and then they also wore it, I think, as a one-off in one of those years against Geelong, 05 probably. Yeah, it's Geelong. Geelong also had Origin Energy as a sponsor. So mm. when they played, I think it was down at Cadenia Park, they played a game against Geelong and they wore those Origin Energy jumpers again. Yeah, right. What were the other promotional jumpers of note that the Bulldogs have worn? Okay. So, well, apart from that, uh, they had the O2 team of the century, which is, you know, clubs sort of did that around 2000 to. 2005, there were team of the century jumpers. Uh, So everybody seemed to have one of those at one point. The other thing is that they seem to be very good at these, um, what I call little logo jumpers. Uh, I think Chris Grant, Brad Johnson, Bob Murphy, they all had sort of game milestone jumpers and then that came with a logo, you know, like, Brad Johnson's head on a um, footy jumper when he mm. broke the game's record. Chris jo- uh, Chris Grant, who uh, broke the game's record, I think before that he got a jumper. Uh, who else? They did one for um, they did one for emergency services. They did one for a bushfire appeal, and each one of them came with this little, you know, their own little unique logo that they put on the front of the jumpers. Yeah, so, uh, but, they've done one for through and through. They've done one for white ribbon. You know, they've all got a little yeah, unique little thing. It is, it is interesting. Hey, it's not a full redesign, just a logo, and still doing it. For, well, they've done it for quite a while as well. Yeah. yeah oh yeah. Well, some, I mean, some of the other teams, it's like they'll start with the logo, but then give it three years. It's the full jumpers been converted yeah well that's 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 probably true they they you know they had the the white ribbon there for a little while and then they stopped it but they you know maybe they just stopped it before it got to the point where it was an enormous white ribbon with you know red and blue somewhere or something like that yeah a picture of a white ribbon overlaid on top of the blue yeah that sort of thing Yeah. yeah so at least they didn't get to that point but um they had a couple of jumpers which were specifically designed to raise money, you know, Bulldoze the Debt and um, Bulldog Through and Through, which was for the members. And, uh, you know, you get your name on a jumper, so, you know, pay money to put your name on a jumper, one of those ones. Mm. Uh, they've had, well, the uh, same sort of story. They, they did an Anzac jumper once and then mm. it was, you know, just with probably how it should be done, you know, just with a poppy. Maybe the Anzac logo on it, and that was it. Um, yeah. No, no, you know, photographs of soldiers or some other sort of yeah. iconography, yeah. Yeah, fallen soldiering. Yeah, that's um, Then, well, 
I mentioned this on the last podcast. Often when people generally in forums are discussing the worst jumpers of all time, they'll always bring up the 2019 first game at Marvel, Bulldogs jumper, where they wore the Thor uh, costume jumper, uh, which for me is not only, I mean, we're going to, we're going to give away a surprise of what is our best and worst jumpers <laughs> because the worst jumper of all time is the 2019 Marvel jumper worn by the Bulldogs. Yeah. That is yeah, that is a Halloween really is. costume, Hell, kids' Halloween costume, Halloween being that American uh, invented, <laughs> not holiday, what is it, um, event. Uh, Hideous, just, yeah. just hideous. Did did they wear that literally just for the opening game at Marvel? First game, first game against the Swans, mm. and yeah, even worse, the Swans were in their South Melbourne clash jumpers. They look fantastic, yeah. and um, they're <laughs> playing against Footscray <laughs> Bulldogs in um in bunch, a, yeah, a yeah. bunch of kids cosplay. Pretty much, it looked yeah. Just awful. Just, it's, yeah. It is awful. Uh, it's it's just embarrassing, to be honest. <laughs> the fact that this well, team. Was I mean, it wasn't. Work. Yeah, I I wasn't embarrassed by it. I didn't have to wear it. You know, there uh, were other yeah, twenty-two I, blokes that had to wear it. But. That's it. Just the fact that I like footy, I like footy jumpers. I feel embarrassed. The fact uh, that the Bulldogs uh, have worn this. It's, it's yeah. just yeah, Marvel for. I mean, the stadium being renamed to Marvel was already uncomfortable, and then let alone this. It's cringy, yeah. It's, it's but look, so I mean, Marvel cringy. have got every right to, you know, advertise in whatever avenue that they can get their name out there. That's good luck to them. Uh, this was, yeah, this was a miss. This was, <laughs> this was not, yeah, it's, this was not it's good. It's shocking. At least it was only a short short period of time. Oh, unlike, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Unlike some of yeah. those early 2000s West Coast jumpers we were discussing oh, man, in yeah. the last Look, episode. That's, that's, that's fair. It's not the dog's breakfast, you know, clash jumper worn three years in a row. Yeah. But having said that, um, you know, even even that is not as ugly as this. So, yeah. Oh, it's not even yeah. remotely close. Yeah. Yeah. Um, they, so, they, they did a the one before it was a multi-culture jumper that was pretty. Oh yeah, they did that. They yeah, that's right. Very that different. was uh, what was there? There was Italy, Poland, Russia, India, yeah, and Africa, yeah. and they had different prints, and mm. they made up the red and the white bands, and uh, yeah, they were seen as the five cultures that represented the western suburbs of Melbourne. That was yeah. the people. That, yeah. And so, yeah, that. Um, I think that one looks I mean, good. I like that. Yeah. Yeah. I um, I was happy with that um, as jumpers go. I mean, again, it was a one off. It was a thing. It mm. represented. It, it was in the. It was using the club's images yeah. and yet adopting something else into those images. So, yeah. Yeah. yeah I, uh, I didn't mind that one. And the other thing that they're doing. Well, the last two years, and I would imagine they'll continue to do moving forward, is the retro jumper. Mm. And so, 
Uh, we'll see what their retro jumper looks like this year, but 22 and 23, they've done ref, uh, retro jumpers in both years, so I imagine 24 is going to be no different. They'll, I mean, how many, how many more possible retro jumper designs do the Bulldogs have on the cards? Uh, they had a competition for 2023, mm. and they had three or four options. One of them was the one that won, which was this, the 95, 96 away jumper. They had the navy blue version and... The navy blue, oh, from 44, 45, that one. That's right, yep. Mm. And then I believe the other option was just the bands, just the the colour TV 75 sort of look. Mm. Right. So they were the three options last year. So obviously they've used one of those, but that means two of them they haven't used. Uh, yeah. I would suggest that they could use any of the 1870s, probably not 1877, 1886 to 1900 jumpers. They could have gone back to any of those for retro round. There's three or four different options in there. Mm. Yeah, that's true, eh? So... If they're playing a you know if they're playing a team that they would have to wear a clash jumper at, maybe they could wear a red jumper and let that other club wear their home jumper. You know, wear the red jumper mm. with the red, white, and blue sash on it. Yeah, they look good. I like that they're starting to do this more though, and the dogs are sort of taking it up. I think as well. Oh yeah, it's good. The the ninety five away one that they brought out for this year, their yeah. retro was just so. It's actually so different. It was, I don't know. I think I liked that they did that. They didn't just go for a, a relatively similar looking jumper to their home jumper. Like the 97 design that they wore in 22 was not that different from what the Bulldogs are currently exactly. wearing. Whereas True. this one from tw- from the 90s would look very different and it feels more like they're actually, we're actually doing something now with the retro jumpers. It's not just like, oh, that yeah. was close enough to the home jumper. We're just kind of, oh, we don't want it to be too different though because it's the home jumper. <laughs> But then, then this one was looking, obviously, it looks nothing like what they've worn for years. Yeah, exactly. Well, the other good thing that I, well, I like some of the details. And one of the things with the 95, 96 jumper was back in those days, the blue was just slightly darker than what the blue is that they wear today. And mm. when they made this, when they made this retro jumper, they actually made it in the darker blue. So it was, you know, bang on to what they used to wear. Uh, They really paid attention to detail, and I I appreciated that side of it. I thought that was great. Yeah, no, that is great. Yeah. So, so yeah, they might wear a dark blue one next year. Uh, They might wear, you know, like a colour TV version, you know, with the red with the white band on the outside of it. Um, Yeah. Or they could go back to a really old one. Yeah, that would be interesting. Realistically, there won't be too many Footscray supporters from the 1800s <laughs> that'll be, you know, reminiscing about how good they used to be in the VFA. Yeah, <laughs> can't imagine it. Um, yeah. Indigenous Jam jumpers, though. How are the Bulldogs yeah. well, born with uh, these over the years? Yeah. So one of the things I think. One of the things I always like is the tendency to wear them for multiple years, and mm. that's one of the things the dogs get right. 
the 20, well, their first one, 2014, they used again in 2015. Uh, the 2019, they used again in 2021, they used again in 22. This year, they did one which was like Maribyrn on River themed. It's got eels on it and stuff. Uh, I'd like to think they'll, you know, they'll use them again. Uh, I think the only one that I thought was probably a bit of a miss was the the way that they handled the 2018 one because when they, well, as I understand it, someone painted that artwork and when they did, they've then, whoever's done that and whoever their manufacturer was, they've really done it with, you know, in a graphic design package and they've they've just made it very, what would you call it? Like round. Yeah. It's yeah, it's very defined shapes, whereas art's defined. Never defined Thank you. shapes, yeah. right? Yeah. yeah exactly. It feels like yeah. it feels like when you draw a line and then it auto corrects it and it snaps it to a straight line. That sort of, that sort of thing. Of these yeah. tools. It's just yeah, yeah, exactly. And and black numbers on the back didn't help, but um Yeah. That's, that's apart from that apart from that, I think they've yeah, they've always got their um their indigenous round jumpers pretty good. Yeah, I think uh, they are quite good. Uh, and then you can see as well little elements across the years as well of keeping the the red and the white well exactly across the chest, which is good. Yeah, yeah. And then working yeah, with so, them, which is really really good and interesting. Uh, yeah, but not too much else with them. So then, I think it's probably up to what is the best and worst. Jumper. Best and worst. Okay, so the best Footscray jumper is the one that used to hang, hang in my grandparents' <laughs> cupboard and I would Fair not allowed to touch but look on in awe yeah. at uh, the 1954 long sleeve Bulldogs jumper. Uh, so that is iconic and to me still one of the best footy jumpers around a long sleeve bulldogs jumper with the red and white bands on the arms as well. And well, you know, I gave that away early, didn't I? But realistically, yeah. the worst jumper, the worst football jumper. So there you go. The best football jumper that I know of belongs to the Footscray Football Club. And the worst <laughs> belongs to the Western with the Footscray Football Club trading as Western Bulldogs. Um, <laughs> the worst jumper of all time is the 2019 Marvel Thor Halloween costume. Yeah. And that's also just a, a statement. So I don't need to pick my least favourite because there's no point. <laughs> um, no point? Or you have the same one? Well, there, there is, yeah, they have the same one. There's no point bringing right. that up yeah. because the worst yeah. jumper has been brought up and discussed. Yeah. So yeah. yeah, there's not going to be any other worst jumpers. There's no, there's no need for it. We've got it. We've got the worst. Yeah, yeah I agree. Yeah. The favourite, I'm not as sure though. I, I think for myself, it might be the the home jumper from 2006. Oh, okay. I, think, I, I think that that's what I remember them the most as the bulldogs with the bulldog logo and the red with the white on the the, the outsides. But then I did like in 2006 how they had the, the red cuff on the jumper to kind of broke the blue up a bit. So well, I'm, very, I'm, I'm very pleased that you said that 
And the reason for that is that when it came time for Footscray Western Bulldogs to do a heritage jumper in 2005, mm. uh, they were going to do the uh, – is that right? They were – yeah, no, that's right. They were going to do the colour TV jumper because they'd yeah, done yeah. the the 2004. So 2005, they were going to do the, um, yeah, the colour TV. And then at the last moment, however it worked out, they decided, no, we're going to do the 1954, you know, the one that they wear today is the home jumper. And then the discussion centred around, well, what is the – um, what was the collar on the colour TV jumper? And the the V part of it was white, mm. but it had a red cuff to it, yeah. a, a red top flap, colour collar flap. And so um, I know that they used the artwork off the website to create those jumpers. And yeah. then they said, well, the what was given to the people at the manufacturers was the top half of it is red and the bottom half of it is white. And so when they made those jumpers, they made them with the collar where the top half of it, like it was a collar, but it was red around the top part and white mm. around the bottom part. Yeah. And that became part of the design of the home jumpers from then the next year, which is the one that you just said was the best yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, the 2006 yeah, home jumpers had the red collar at the top, or red part at the top, and white at the bottom. So yeah, yeah, so that's, yeah that's right. I, and I like that too. I think yeah, the it just sort of washes away when it's all the solid blue for the the cuffs and collar. Yes, yes. And then it yeah, but then having that with the red and white split, and then the red cuffs, just I think that just looks really good. It, I don't know, I really like that jumper. So that one's my favourite. And also I can just imagine all sorts of those Bulldog players who I knew when I was young playing for a similar similar looking jumper to that as well. Yeah. Yeah. Brad Johnson doing a bit of a fist pump. Alan Smith. Yeah, Yeah, that's right. (laughs) So, well, that just about wraps up the Footscray Western Bulldogs and – more so wraps up the season of yeah that's yeah, the clubs of, of that's the deep dive of the AFL or every every AFL club so yeah current AFL club current AFL club <laughs> we, we we'll do a Fitzroy in a university at another yeah, time yeah we do need to do that still we'll do that's the next thing up we'll do all the little fringe the fringe ones together and we'll we'll do a few for them and make sure it's all covered and but also at this point like any other suggestions or points of interest that anyone might have out there, please feel free to just mm. drop us a line anywhere Absolutely. and any any platform and we'll take any suggestions very much so on board. So if there's any certain points of interest or information that could be interesting to yourselves, give us a shout, just drop a line and, yeah, we can have a think on that one. But, yeah, this probably wraps us up for this this. 2023 is done. It's done. Yep. It's done. So thanks for tuning in and, um yeah, we'll catch yeah. you on the next one. And any final point from yourself, Rob? I think that's enough. Uh, sound the siren. We're done for the year. Done for the year. We'll catch you on the next season with a whole bunch of new content to go through. Okay. Right, thanks. See you guys. Thanks. Bye.